Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 27. It's Monday, August 17th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Today with me is Laddie. What up, what up? What up, Laddie? Laddie is the host of Laddie Lucky and Hope in the Morning on Q107.5. Also, yes sir. yes, sir. Also with us is Bo Brady on the phone. Hey, it's playoffs. That's right, it is. We got the game on right here, right now. It's tied up. 68 all. Also today we have a special guest, Josh Vanelli. What's up? How are y'all? Hey, Bo- hey Josh, hello. Josh yeah, is a- yeah, you know, you could have just said guest. You didn't have to say special. You oh, no. Said, we have a guest. No, no, it's special. <laughs> so special. Love you, Josh. Right back at you, Maddie. Right Josh, is our, Josh is an expert analyst in all things NBA. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening. We're going to try to have some fun today. We're here to talk hoops because that's what people that watch hoops do. You can reach us on Twitter at House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can also call us at 901-365-75 and leave us a voicemail anytime. How was your week yes, last sir. week? How was your week last week? Uh, it was pretty good, man. I uh, got me a brand new um, cast iron skillet. I uh, learned how to cook some awesome catfish. And literally, we live in the South and we got some really good restaurants and stuff. But I think that my catfish might be up there in the top 1% of uh, the best. All right. Catfish, laddie. Catfish no, and laddie. laddie is it- <laughs> is it your catfish that you cook? Is it your method, or did you get some really good catfish? It was my method. I, uh, 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 we, we, our friend Jason, Jeff, you know Jason. I think Josh knows Jason. Anyways, yeah, he, he, he told me how to cook one on a cast iron skillet, or he told me that's the best way to do it. So I literally, literally went to an estate sale. I got an older one for seven dollars. Anyways, it's kind of the way you prepare it. It's, it's really easy. It's just I've never cooked on one before because they're just a little bit different, you know. 
other than that, it was just really good. And I put a great seasoning on it and put some stuff in there. It only didn't take that long, but it was crispy on both sides and I didn't put any batter in it. You know what I'm saying? So it just kind of came out really well. All right. Nice. What do you put on there? Yeah. Some Old Bay? Man, no, I just used that Tony Sasheries is what I did. And I put it in there. And then when uh, you put you put your uh, skillet, it's about 350. When it's really hot, put the fillets in there. And uh, next thing you know, you know, you can do them from like basically two and a half minutes on each side and they, they're going to be cooked because it's a thin fish. Sure. I put it in for four minutes on each side and it made a nice little kind of darker, but like a nice little crust on it. So yeah. each time you got into it, it made a little crunch sound, you know? Now, did you did you batter these things in buttermilk or did you just throw them off in breadcrumbs? Nothing, dude. I mean, I'm telling you, I just put them down. I put that Tony Satry's seasoning on both sides of it and then put them in there. That's all I did. And then right when they started kind of, well, right when they started moving, I put a bit, a stick of like a half stick of butter in there. And then the next thing you know, it just fantastic. Get you some buttermilk next time. (laughs) There's different ways to do it. You know that you're talking about fried. Right. Right. Yeah. I just kind of, I just kind of wanted that way just to check and see how it was. And I just wanted to cook on that skillet, you know, because I've never done it before, but, uh, Yes. Here in the South, everybody's grandma has one. So. Oh, yeah. Skillets are fun to cook with. They're just a bitch to keep clean. That's the that's the whole point. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I, well, I was literally I was scared of using it. And then finally, I was like, all right, man. Well, he showed me how to kind of do it. And it everything worked out perfectly. I've got a glass cooktop that um, we use here. It's electric and I have skillets and I always get worried using them. I'm worried I'm going to crack the stovetop all the time. So yeah, heavy. I can see that. But I like cooking in skillets. It's a good time. It's fun. Cooks yeah, nice and even. Just, yeah. And you know, it just opens up your option to do anything else. I mean, you could do hamburgers, you could do steak, oh, yeah. you can do pretty much anything is and it, it kind of gives you a you feel you feel better cooking rather than just throwing something in the mic or putting it on the George Foreman. <laughs> uh, yeah. A steak in a cast iron skillet. You can start it on the cooktop and then throw the whole thing in the oven. It's perfect. Nice, nice. How about you, Bo? What you been up to the last week? About the same. We went swimming yesterday at a friend's lake house, and I finished a, a Malcolm Gladwell book on tape, uh, Talking to Strangers. That was good. All right. What yeah. is that? What is Talking to Strangers? It's one of Gladwell's books. He does a he does the. Uh, Wait, I think you told us about this before. I think. Did I talk about? I said well. I don't know. All right. I can't remember. I don't either. I think we were text, texting about it. <laughs> I actually finished two of them in like the last two weeks, talking to strangers and then outliers. Oh, okay. Um, he does them in podcast form. He, he wrote the books and then he's kind of done them in podcast form for the audio books. I, I can't, I don't have time to sit down and read and write anymore. So I just listen to books on tape. Yeah. You listen to those stuff. when you go on your runs and shit, right? And cut the grass or clean up the kitchen or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, at least you're getting some kind of like, I don't know, entertainment, you know? Yeah. Gladwell's, he's, he's really organized and good writer. Right on. How about you, Josh? What have you been up to this last week? Last week? What did I do last week? I don't remember what I did an hour ago. Uh, did a little work last week. Uh, hung out with the kids. Watched some basketball. I don't know. Yeah. Working, you're a working man. You work, yeah. So uh, every day, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to trying to make a buck out of here. Trying to trying to make the Jeff Hausman money. <laughs> yeah, something to aspire towards. <laughs> All right. Well, 
as for me, not really anything, really. I've just been working and watching hoops. That's really the extent of it. I've, I worked a bunch of, like, consecutive shifts where I really didn't have a lot of time off this week to do anything but rest, and that consists of putting my feet up and watching basketball for the most part. <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's start with NBA news. I saw some stuff on Sacramento early in the week. Their front office is kind of being scrutinized for missing the playoffs again this year. And initially I thought, no way anybody's getting fired, you know, like in this season. It's a weird season. Expectations, how can you meet expectations in a shortened season when there's a pandemic going on? And then they do this weird bubble thing, and it's like everything's kind of out of sorts. So I didn't think there was any way that any team was going to, you know, fire an executive or a head coach. And uh, I certainly don't think any team is wanting to pay two of anything if they can help it, being two head coaches or two general managers, executives, anything. With all the losses going on with revenue, you know, it turns out Sacramento, it looks like they kind of pushed Vlade out. Joe Dumars is going to take over as interim GM. He resigned, though. <laughs> you know, it was one of those force outs, I think, where it was like, hey, Joe Dumars is going to help you and kind of take over as GM. We're not firing you. And I'm pretty sure the way it works, if he resigns, he doesn't get paid. If they fire him, he gets paid. I think that's how contracts work. But later in the week, Peja Stojakovic has resigned, who was also on the team staff helping with Vlade. Any thoughts on that move with Vladi? Well, they should have fired the head coach. <laughs> Luke Walton? Well, that's kind of yeah, goes on Vlade, I think. Yeah. Right. They should have never, never hired Vlade in the first place. I think he yeah, did it as that. a favor. I don't think he was they, they were in a bad spot before Vlade got there. Like even worse. You think and, it was you think it was more of a PR move to hire him to begin with? Yeah, it was that you know, he's the old Kings guy and right. He cares about the organization a lot. I, I think he kind of stepped in as like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do the best I can. He's He missed out. He got scrutinized a lot for missing on Luka. Fan, the fan base got upset because they didn't. he didn't uh, pick up the option on Harry Giles, who was a fan favorite there. Uh, there was a lot of things. Uh, he hired Luke Walton. There's been some backlash there, as you said, Vladdy. What do you think, Bo? Um, I mean, you, know, you miss on Luca. That's especially when you're the number two pick. That's bad. And the, and then the it started. Vlade's thing. You know, I think it's kind of falls on ownership a little bit. But like that Rondo trade, where they traded two, two like a first or I can't remember what it was, right when he started to sign Rondo and somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the Kings haven't made the playoffs in like 14 seasons. Yeah. Wow. And Zach Lowe had a thing, a piece up about that, or and he said that the chances of that happening in a vacuum, which he he says the NBA is obviously not a vacuum, but in a when sixteen out of thirty teams make the playoffs each year, the chance of missing it fourteen years in a row in a vacuum are one in forty thousand. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good look. The one thing I think he did pretty good was getting rid of Demarcus Cousins, whose career has turned into just injury after injury 
So they got some stuff. Yeah, they got Buddy healed. Yeah, they got some stuff back for him. Yeah, they ended up with Bagley instead of Luca. That's a huge miss. Yeah, that was a, a massive miss on that. Let me ask you this, though, Jeff. <clears throat> do you think that they – who do you think the Kings' next coach will be? Hard to say. Hard to speculate on that because, I mean, they still have Luke Walton. I don't know. Kenny Atkinson, his name is tied with every single head coaching job right now. I don't know. Who's, who's willing to take that job? There's a lot of guys out there. There's a ton of guys that are assistants in the league right now that are itching for head coaching jobs. The perfect fit? I don't know. With the guys they have, it's probably going to have to be like a player's coach. I don't know. Which is Luke Luke Walton kind of is that. Yeah, he is that. I don't think Luke Walton should have had that job, though. I think it goes back to everything I've kind of been saying, but like, he didn't have a resume, man. He was the interim. He filled in for for Steve Kerr over there in Golden State <laughs> when you had an all star squad, an all star squad. And next thing you know, you win all these different games, and they're like, "We're going to give you the head coaching job." Did he do that good? Did he do that good of a coaching job, or do you think it was the fact they had Draymond Green on the court with Thompson and with Curry? You think that had anything to do with it, or is Luke Walton just a stellar coach? <laughs> Luke Walton got his shot. Because of what he did with that roster, he didn't fuck it up. But he didn't fuck it up while Steve was out, you know? <laughs> oh, that was the back injury year, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Luke's. And so they're like, all right, I don't know if Luke is the problem. Luke knows what he's doing. The guy played over a decade in the NBA, played with some of the greats, won championships. I don't know if he's the problem. I think the problem with the Kings is what the Grizzlies had a handful of years ago fact that they just can't draft worth the shit yeah and when you can't draft worth the shit excuse me while i'm open this beer um <laughs> they, when you can't draft worth the shit it's really hard to get really good at you know i mean it is realistically speaking most of the teams now that are building for the future you got to be you got to be able to draft you know and if you if you can't hit yeah. the dra- if you can't hit your draft picks you better be hitting the free agent market pretty damn well and sacri- and I don't see people beating down the doors to get to Sacramento. You know, hell, Buddy Heald's talking about trying to get out of there. Yeah. You know, and right. you got, and, you, and you got Bogey out there who's, I mean, he's a damn good shooter too, but if Buddy mm-hmm. Heald dips out, I mean, shit, they, I, I would venture to say that Bogey ain't far behind. Yeah, they're in trouble. They got to build around yeah. Fox. Yeah, and that's another one. De'Aaron Fox, I mean, you're going to waste his best years out there trying to – Build around him, and if Buddy Hield and Bogey dip out, I mean, shit, he's going to probably get out too. Yeah. Anyway, don't know right off right off the top of my head what the answer there is in Sacramento, but I will say that I didn't see it coming. I thought everybody would kind of get a free pass this year, as far as executives and head coaches. Oh man, it's a business. Yeah, it is a business, but you're also not having revenue coming in, so you want to pay guys to not work. Right now, probably not. But the Kings are the Kings are up against it. They don't think they had a lot of options. They had to make a move. That's Joe Dumars is chomping at the bit to take over. He's got somebody's ear that he can do a better job. So he's going to take over interim GM, and you know he he may end up being full time GM there. He's done it before. He was the GM in Detroit. So, well, I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see how that plays out. I don't know enough about the situation to speculate on what they're going to do. I just thought it was 
A little. I thought it was a little out of the blue. Vladdy doesn't have bad feelings, and I bet he gets another shot somewhere else. I don't know. It's hard to say. He really fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, when you miss on Luca, that's pretty bad. It was a lot of things. Anyway, we can move on. Unless anybody has anything to add. Well, no. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, you got rid of Alvin Gentry out there in Pelicans. You know, I mean, so he's gone. That's the head coach that's out. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, and, and I called that, didn't I? Yes, I called you did. that last week. You did. You did. Gentry, uh, it's funny. People in New Orleans, some people are saying that it's a rebuild. Some people are saying they were fighting to win in the playoffs. It's like the fans don't even know what they were doing there. I mean, you don't sign J.J. Redick thinking that it's a rebuild. I think they're trying to defend their team. That Oh, we weren't even trying, but they were. That's what it looked like to me Yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. And obviously they were trying. If they weren't trying to win and get into the playoffs and make a run, then they wouldn't fire their head coach. Yeah, but their head coach also made a dumb-ass decision the other night. What what game was I don't remember what game it was. you got to get up on that mic a little bit. I can barely hear you. They made a dumb-ass decision the other night where um, it had a fast-break drill, and I don't remember who's taking the the ball up the court. The guy calls a timeout. The guy's got nobody in front of him calls a timeout. You know, those two points. I'm not saying that's what got him fired. Mm-hmm. And then his player restricted minutes on Zion never helped mm-hmm. anything. And then he had he wasted some of AD's best years while he was down there. I mean, hell, he, AD was down there for what three, four years, and you know, so that dude, a, he he should have been fired long before this weekend. That's what I'm trying to say, man. And and uh, Josh, I said this last week too. They hire coaches because they've been in the league before doing that job. It seems like your wins and losses don't matter. Do you know what I'm saying? It seems like, oh, doesn't matter. Like Hugh, like Hugh Jackson in football. He'll go coach the Browns. He'll go 2-14, and 14 and he'll be like, all right, well, you have another five years here. Like Same thing with all these NBA coaches. You go on someone who's done it before, not the winning record. So, there's, so Luke Walton, sorry, man, you ain't going to last. Alvin Gentry, you're not going to last. And Alvin Gentry didn't last. They need to get them a young, hungry coach, kind of maybe do something like what the Grizzlies did or kind of what Atlanta kind of tried to do, getting a uh, a Spurs assistant. But get one of these hungry assistants, guys that can develop these players because on paper, the Pelicans are an all-star squad, man. But they just can't get over the hump and they can't win certain games, and that goes from the head coaching. Well, with that, I mean, by saying that, then Luke Walton's the perfect fit. For Sacramento, then he's a young, hungry guy. Well, no, I, I I get that, but also here's the thing: you 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 have to you're you're fine when you find these unproven guys, right? Like like what the Grizzlies did when they got Taylor Jenkins, he never had a head coaching job before. They did everything they're supposed to do, and they make this happen, right? But what Sacramento did is they looked over at Luke Walton. They're like, well, hey, look what you did. You did this over at at Golden State. You must be a great coach. No. He had the best fucking players in the league, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you're running the same offense that you've run for three years, guess what? I can go out there and coach those dudes as long as they know the damn playbook, as long as I can make the substitutions good. I hate it when they look at this like one person, like you're going to change around the whole thing. I don't think you are right now. You've proved nothing in your career. So what makes me say you're automatically going to make that turn? I mean, wasn't wasn't Monty Williams over there in in – didn't didn't them and ba- them and Phoenix basically just switch coaches? Uh, Monty Williams, I don't. He, back in like fourteen fifteen, I think he was with New Orleans. Right, and now he's over at 
and now he's now over he's at Phoenix. Phoenix, and Alvin Gentry was in Phoenix, and they moved him over to Port uh, to Pelicans. Let's just switch these guys and see what happens. Guess what? You both lost. <laughs> you're not you're not progressing anywhere. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just sick of it. I'm just I'm just sick of it. You know, and, well, and, and you can kind of see the writings on the wall. So why are you playing millions of dollars for these athletes? to come over there, and you're not going to do anything with them. You're going to waste Zion's years there. He's, his knee's going to be blown out by midseason next year. And so for what? Just so you can go ahead and trade over your players again next year? Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, Gentry had a good run there. He coached there for five years. Not every team can be a winner, you know? You're going to take losses. It's tough. It's a tough racket. It's very competitive. There's a lot of money involved. It's, it's got to be tough for those head coaches and those GMs because you're looking at 30 teams and half of them make the playoffs. Not everybody can win every year. What you need to have, though, is like some sort of appearances in the playoffs. And Gentry had only been to the playoffs once. Yeah, but the year that he went to the playoffs, was that, that was the year they were an eight seed, right? That was the year yeah. that they won like one playoff game in that series. It was a year that... They went 48 and 34. I remember that because I remember the corner three that they hit to win the game. I don't remember who they were playing. But uh, I remember that was like, that was Alvin Gentry's claim to fame for a little while was the fact that he won a couple playoff games in that mm. series or whatever. They've been in the 30-win column the last two years. So. They've been able to beat the Grizzlies, though. But look, but look then, then you look at somebody like Oklahoma City. Okay. okay, they get rid of Scotty Brooks, who had a phenomenal, phenomenal season, and he had Westbrook, and he had Durant, and he had Stephen Adams. I get that, but then again, you you he gets another job, and what do they do? They go hire Billy Donovan. They go and throw money at the at the college coach. They say we're going to grab this dude, and what has Billy Donovan done ever since he's been there? Take him to playoffs. He won coach. He didn't he win coach of the year for the Western Conference one year. And, and he's and he's above five hundred and he's above five hundred guy. And guess he probably won coach of the month. Yeah, <laughs> right. But 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 guess what he did do though? He got Paul Pierce to go to to go there. Paul, Paul Pierce? Pierce is like Paul Pierce ain't record, been in the league in years. <laughs> I mean, not Paul Pierce. Paul Paul uh, Chris Paul Chris Paul. Oh, but you get Chris Paul to go there, and Chris Paul just left Houston with Harden. Next thing you know, you're going to convince this guy to be in Oklahoma City, dude. They're doing something right there, man. You know, it's just the difference between him. Instead of trying to go find him, like I said, a head coach who's got a shitty record, but just because he's been in the business before, you know what I'm saying? He's still a piece of shit. Doesn't matter what team he's on. Man, Chris Paul probably saved Billy Donovan's career by turning that team into a winner this year. He probably did. I don't think Billy Donovan's the reason they're winning. It's Chris Paul is no, it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul awesome. is he's so good with his teammates. Somebody had to get him there, though. Yeah, I don't know if it was <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody, yeah, That's true. I think that just worked out. He's good. So the real, yeah, the real test is going to be if Chris Paul leaves, then what's going to happen with their roster and how far are they going to go? Chris Paul's not going anywhere. He's getting paid $41 million next season and then for, as a player option for 21 for $44 million. He's going to oh, be there. God. He's going to be there. And who knows where his career will take him after that. That's I mean, he, he also brought in Paul George last year, right? Paul George wanted to get traded to the Clippers, and so they did it. Because they got yeah, Shea, yeah. Shea Gildas-Alexander and some first-round picks and Gallinari. But mm-hmm. the Thunder got a pretty good deal for, I mean, relatively speaking, for Paul George. 
Yeah, they got SGA, uh, SGA and a, a handful and picks. of picks. Yeah. What they let's see, they got Shea Gillis Alexander. They got four first round picks or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it was a lot. Like pick swaps, it's like it's ridiculous. They got it so much. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. They're stuck with Chris Paul. I don't know if they can trade him again. They probably don't want to. I don't know if they'll be able to get off that 40 in this climate. Yeah, but what they could do is this. Steven Adams is pretty good. You keep Chris Paul there, and then maybe you get, like, another decent veteran, you know, maybe two more guys. Dude, I mean, you know. But the problem with the West is the West is so deep regardless. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I say it's tough. It's got to be tough. There's Every team in the West is good right now. I mean, they're all awesome. Try to explain to me who in the West next year doesn't make the playoffs. I guess it would be Sacramento would be one. But who the hell else? It's looking like... De'Aaron Fox will have something other, yeah. something else to say about that. That's right. It's going to be crazy. The West is going to be nuts next year. Yeah. It's already nuts right now. And the Warriors are going to come back with vengeance. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, let's kind of get into some other stuff here. Watching Phoenix in the bubble, they went 8-0. and Obviously, most people know that. They didn't lose a game. You got to give it to them. They didn't give up. Same for Portland. These teams did really well in the bubble. As of now, the playoffs have started today. But I just kind of wanted to give a shout-out to those teams for really putting it on in the bubble and the seeding games. They both played really well. It was awesome to watch. It was made it very entertaining. Uh, the race for the eighth spot in the West was very entertaining. I mean, it's it could be more entertaining than some most of these first-round playoff series. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the it East. Felt like, it felt like a playoff game, though. It did. It had the intensity for sure. Well, we can yeah, get but a- I also got tired of hearing about how uh, the sun, like everybody wanted to see the suns. Everybody wanted to see the suns. Like the whole year, though, mm-hmm. the suns had opportunities to get to where they needed to be. Now, I'm not taking the bubble thing away from them. They mm-hmm. played their ass off in the bubble. You know what I mean? Devin Booker just he he played ball, but everybody disregards the first half of the season before we had the COVID thing hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like with the Grizzlies, we we beat them, what, three times? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, we just kind of got looked over. We got kind of pissed on because everybody wanted to see Devin Booker versus uh, Dame Lillard, you know? Yeah. Nobody wanted to see John Morant versus Dame Lillard, even though that it, you know, it, it probably would have turned out to be a little bit better of a matchup just because – Phoenix would have had a little bit deeper of a roster when it all said and done. I just think it was kind of disrespectful for a team that was there that over uh, overcompensated for the for the for the amount of wins that we're supposed to have, and then everybody's like, "Well, let's 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 just see Phoenix first uh, Portland." You know what I mean? Mm. And it's just kind of it, it was one of those things where another notch in the belt to say that. Uh, um, the Grizzlies didn't really deserve to be there, even though we played our ass off in what was it, December and January, where we had our you know hellacious run, mm. and then the season stopped. Mm. Right. Yeah, but you could also say that Memphis did have a really tough schedule coming up for the second half of the season there, towards the end, and maybe they would have been knocked out of the playoffs anyway. No, I don't. I mean, I my thing. This is what I told everybody that had they made it in the playoffs as an eight seed. 
I, if they had gotten swept, that's fine. I would have been fine with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it had, but I wanted them to go against the best of the best to see how they prepare, to see what it looked like, to understand the aspect of the game, to understand what playoffs were all about. You mm-hmm. know, and, and if they would have gotten swept, that's fine. But at the same time, you know, the experience goes a lot farther along when you have a John Morant and a Jaron Jackson and, you know, a Dylan Brooks, you know, uh, to where they're like, okay, this this is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's that, that was my thing. I'm not sure how much experience, playoff experience they are getting playing in an empty gym anyway. How much experience do you think it's difference between having a crowd in there versus playing against the best of the best? You know what I mean? That's yeah. my thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's different playoff atmosphere without all those screaming fans in the arena. Yeah, but if you play against LeBron, AD, Kyle Kuzma, yeah, I mean, you play against somebody who's supposed to win the entire thing is you look at how they prepare for it every single day, game in and game out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, shit, that's how I'm supposed to do this. Then you kind of have a different aspect going into it when the fans are there is, is my thing. Yeah, they've – Played those guys before. They, they well, know. I mean, but it's, not. Di- it's different, though, when you play in playoff versus regular season, though. All right. I don't know. Like, what are they missing? What, they're, they're missing how to prepare a ga- to, for a game? Uh. <laughs> like, maybe if they played on – maybe if John Marriott was on the Lakers, you would learn something about that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see Memphis in the playoffs, too. But I think the better team – the other teams were playing better. And I'm just really just trying to give a shout out to Phoenix and Portland because they they played well when it counted. No, they they won the games. They Memphis did. had a chance to beat. They had a chance to beat Portland in the first game of the bubble. New Orleans, Utah, Oklahoma, San Antonio. They had a chance to win all those games and didn't. I mean, hell, we took Portland to an overtime game and lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one they needed. They needed that one, and they needed the Pelicans one. Yep. And then they would have had the play in advantage. What are you going to do? They didn't win when they needed to. And, yeah, they had injuries. I know. I get it. But they can get it done. But that's all right. It's a learning experience for the Grizzlies. And, you know, we can get back to that when we get into our Grizzlies section of the show right now i think we need to get into our pick game let's do it all right our pick game of the week was blazers versus mavs on tuesday boy did we pick a good one yeah yeah that's what you did the blazers won 134 to 131 yeah let's talk about the game at this time memphis portland phoenix and san antonio were all tied with 20 20 games behind first place. Did you guys watch the game? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Good. What did you take from the game, really? That uh, Damian Lillard is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damian Lillard, good. How about you, Laddie? What did you see in the game that you were interested in? That Nurkic guy. Dude, that dude has got a drive that's uncanny, man. I like him. Yeah. You a big fan of non non rebounds and six points? <laughs> well, yeah, but then do you see what he did with the Grizzlies? 
<laughs> you know, and like he, he pretty much almost played the whole game the day his mother died, his grandmother died. You know, there's just some players, and he's just one of those guys. And remember, he been he wasn't healthy the whole year either. You know, so watching these guys come back and just kind of work and and you know, and the fact that Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum are absolute studs. Yeah, Nurkic was held in check a little bit. He fouled out of the game. Yeah. Bo, I just like watching him oh, play, man. Yeah, sorry. You just like watching him play. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. He's good. Yeah. He's good typically every night of the week. Every yeah. game in the bubble he's been pretty good. He he got held in check a little bit in this one. And some of that's yeah. the length on the Dallas Mavericks. They got big guys that they can throw at them. Porzingis, Kleba, he's good. Boban, they can throw Boban for five, six minutes a game on their big, kind of slow things down a little bit. Dallas has the tools to match up with anybody, it seems like. Bo, what was the interesting things that you saw in the game? I like watching Carmelo be a role player. It's crazy to see him actually like going for loose balls and trying on defense. And like there was that one, one play where the ball, like, he got a mellow got a deflection and threw and then the ball was going out of bounds and he threw it off of uh Dorius Finney Smith for and for the Blazers to get, get the ball back. I, I just mellow doing the little things like that's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then also like Mello's post up game is still still amazing going for you know just for an easy bucket for him to back somebody down on the block and then just fade away jumpers. You know, um, Mello Mello should get a get a contract next year. Mm-hmm. It's, it was great. He's still getting it yeah, done. Yeah, I agree with that. He's still getting it done in this game. He shot three of five from three. 26 points, eight rebounds, almost 60% from the field. That's those pretty solid numbers in this game. It was a good one for Melo. And, and him kind of taking the back seat to those three other guys that are on the court is pretty impressive. You're right. I think he has kind of found his role, but – He's happy because he gets to start. Nobody's asking him to come off the bench. Uh, yeah. I think he believes in those guys, McCollum and Lillard. I think he believes that they're actually really good players and he should defer to them. And maybe he well, had, maybe he had some – he learned a little bit while he was out of the league. He had to sit out of the league for a little while there. He did. Well, he kind of – it was kind of his purgatory for his – the way he played in Oklahoma City. No, but I think you're right. I think the way that uh, that Mello plays, man, the way that his, he approaches the game is completely different. And uh, he's just, he's just I don't know, man. I, I actually I like him better not being the guy than if he was the guy. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we wanted to watch this game, what was interesting to us was uh, the Damian Lillard versus Luka Doncic matchup. No letdown there. Damian Lillard ended up with 61 points. Luca ended up with 25 points, 11 assists, and 8 rebounds, almost a triple-double. I want to let you guys kind of go first. So, kind of to, to piggyback off what Laddie was saying as far as the use of Nurkic thing. All right, so Kristaps Porzingis had 36 points, and use of Nurkic had... What uh, six points? Mm-hmm. Um, point being is, I think when Nurkic has a big man up to his caliber to play against, 
I think that you see his. I don't want to say true potential because I mean the the kid can play, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, Persingas. I mean, he balled out. Some bitch had thirty six points versus you know Nurkic six. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that was one big takeaway that I had was Persingas had a hell of a game. But across the board, I mean, you know, Tim Hardaway had a good game. Persingas had a good game. Trey Burke had a good game. Mm-hmm. You know, Delon Wright did not have a good game. Yeah, the difference maker to me, but the, obviously there wasn't a whole lot of defense in this game uh, with the scoring in the 130s. But, I mean, Damian Lillard really just willed this game into a win. I think when it started getting interesting to me was around the third quarter, Portland led by about three. And uh, Kleba and Mello were kind of getting into it. They were playing really hard in this one, kind of going at each other. Later on in the fourth quarter, Carmelo drew a foul on Kleba, which resulted in some words between Melo and Kleba, which in turn resulted in a double tech on each of those guys. Stan Van Gundy was on the call, and it was hilarious. This was on TNT. He goes, Stan Van Gundy goes, I don't know if that's a foul or not, but I do know that's a flop on Carmelo Anthony. And I thought it was really funny because Carmelo was arguing about Kleba had kind of lowered his shoulder into Carmelo there. And Carmelo was pretty upset about it. And they had some words back and forth there. Yeah, but I'll say this about Melo. When he gets that outside shot, that little corner three where he gets to stand there, almost like that Ray Allen shot, you know what I'm talking about? That post-up three. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's money. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it is. It is guaranteed going in. He's that he's has he has that spot where it looks like he just doesn't miss. And he shot sixty percent from three in that game. Melo did. Portland's going to be a tough team to beat, man. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I know they're playing the Lakers, man, but it, I don't know. I I, I, I can see I can see Portland grabbing a game, maybe two. I think they can beat them. Really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Damian's going to be getting fifty points. But do you think da- but do you think Damian can get fifty against the like getting fifty against the Mavs or getting- who's stopping him? Alex Caruso. I, yeah, <laughs> who's but- gonna stop Le- LeBron and AD? AD, uh, you got Whiteside. You can throw on him. Uh, Nurkic, LeBron. Whiteside doesn't yeah, but care see, about hold, defense. Hold, hold, but, but but so sure we're so this is going back to this though, Jeff. Uh, Zink Perzingis had thirty six points against Nurkic. Uh-huh. I think where Nurkic, if he's up against somebody of his same size, uh-huh. and they can, you know, can can bow him up a little bit as a big guy, I think Nurkic kind of backs down a little bit. I don't, I don't see him being as much of a powerhouse. Nurkic mm-hmm. had great numbers against the Grizzlies because shit, the Grizzlies didn't have anybody to play down low against him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't think the Blazers were that deep though, man. I mean, look, uh, who you got? You gonna you gonna throw in Dwight How- Lakers? You gonna throw in Dwight Howard? Or who's the big seven footer who sucks? Javale um, McGee. J- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you got you've got ten fouls right there off those two guys. So you can put anyone on Nurkic and just stand there, and, and Nurkic can maybe foul out. So I mean, I, I kind of agree with you said against like how he performed against Porzingis. But if Damian Lillard, the problem is this: is that the the, the Blazers don't have the bench. If 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 Lillard. King and, and Mello can damn near go in McCollum, excuse me, Lillard and McCollum damn near go toe to toe with LeBron and what AD's doing out there. 
they got a shot. But other than that, if their bench comes in and they're not producing, that Trent dude's going to have a lot of making Gary up Trent to do. Jr. Well, but see, that's the thing. That's that's the problem is you've got to have uh, a perfect game out of all your shooters, and you got to have four or five perfect games out of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and that that's that's where you're going to fall short is that your perfection games are not always going to happen like that, especially against the Lakers, because we all know that the calls are not going to go the same way for the Portland that they are going to go for the Lakers, especially the year that Kobe died. Mm. Damian Lillard's mm. been really good at getting in, getting to the line lately, in the bubble games, definitely. I don't know. I think it'll be good. I think I think, it, I think it's good that there's a debate, but. Am I the only one in the world that thinks Portland can beat the Lakers? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm in a toss-up. I see it both ways. I could play devil's advocate both ways on that thing, man. I really could. But it's going to – but there again, you're going to have to have that perfect game. And you're gonna, and it's not – like you're going to have that perfect game from Dame. Like Dame, Dame Dollar is going to have his game. But it's, it's not Damien that's going to win those games. It's going to be your uh, – uh, your Nurkic's that are going to have to grab the rebounds. It's going to be your Carmelo's that can't miss shots. It's and, but this is you know you look at the long standing season or the long standing uh, series of this. Uh, you're going to have to have three solid games that you're going to have to do that. Can you do that against the Lakers, mm-hmm. especially when Anthony Davis is down low? Mm-hmm. I mean that's the thing. But see, well, let's check this out though. I, I think I I kind of agree with you, Jeff. I, I think Portland can maybe win two. Vanelli, didn't you say that? Yeah, I did. Okay, I, I think that they can at least maybe win two. They can maybe win three. But the thing about it is, like, they play different positions. So, for example, like, you know, you've got McCullum, you've got Mello, and you've got Lillard. If those three dudes on the outside can hit their threes and they can just kind of just make shots, they've got a good shot of staying in there. The problem is they're going to have to play fucking 37 minutes apiece to stay into the damn game. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. On the flip side, if they're out of the game, you're going to need to have like Cook and and Caruso and all these other kids from the Lakers. You're going to need them to step up if they try to double team LeBron or stay down low against AD. Just to that, up. you know, because Le- LeBron LeBron can't win by himself, and AD's down there. He's fantastic, but I mean, he can't win it by himself either. So yeah. I think Portland actually has more firepower. You know, I really think they do, but I think they're slow on the bench. I think I think. LA's got a better bench. All right. Well, we'll see how it plays out as far as future forecasting that series. Let's get back to what the do you think, Bo? What, Bo? Wait, 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 I want to vote. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to vote. Both thinks the Lakers are going to dominate. They're going to sweep the Blazers. I think we've been. I think, yeah, they, can, I think they can get one or two games. I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah. But I, I mean, a, a sweep wouldn't surprise me from the Lakers. If the Lakers are healthy, I think they're gonna they're gonna whoop that trick. I guess oh. it's been I guess it's been hard to judge the Lakers. I don't know if they've even tried in one fucking game in the bubble. Yeah, but <laughs> so 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 kind of to, before we get off this topic too, another player that we hadn't really talked about on the Lakers team that a lot of people look or well, not look over, but they forget to talk about. Shit, you still got Danny Green who can hit those shots. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I mean, dude, like it takes Danny Green. What three shots to change a game? Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it it but then you still got AD. You still got LeBron. Yeah, I mean you make a joke about Caruso. Shit, Caruso plays a little. He plays a little basketball down there. Yeah, yeah. 
I want to bet each one of you $20 right now on the series. I'll pay out 60 bucks. So, hang on. But I get to make 60 bucks. Hang on. Jeff Jeff knows I've been over here looking when at Portland When Portland wins the series. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just a heads up right now. Utah-Denver is yeah. in overtime, and it's 115 apiece. We got the game on right now. We, got, we, we have it on over here. Finelli, you, just, you wouldn't know. Finelli uh, was cheering Denver missing that. Was it Denver that took that yeah, last shot? Yeah, I need four and a half. Yeah, he wants four and a half, not two. Yeah, <laughs> I was I, I was over here just fist bumping on that one. I, that's what Mike Conley doing? He's, he's not a, there. He's, he's hanging out with his baby, dude. Yeah, that's right. He ain't playing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to in, in Mike's defense, uh, if an NBA player was going to have a baby, you would have it in August. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that's true. So he he timed it right. He got the conception right. <laughs> he uh, a first round. Probably better than second round, huh? If you're Utah, if you can make it past Denver. I mean, I he Mike did what he, he actually he, he's one of the few players that did it responsibly. You know, right. he planned this birth for the off season. I, right. just, I, I, I don't I don't think Mike is real happy. I don't I want to say happy. That's probably not a good word to use. I just don't think that he fits well in Utah because he's always going to be in the shadows of Donovan Mitchell. Well, he doesn't have to because Donovan Mitchell has 51 right now. <laughs> but a lot of that is the fact that the Mike Conley's not fucking there, too. You know what I mean? I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which I'm saying, they, they don't need Mike. Well, I don't I don't know. I think Mike's fine. Mike's going to be Mike no matter where he is. Yeah. I think, I, just, I, I, I think that there's better places for Mike to go play than Utah is my thing. I don't know. Well, right, probably. Just, he's in the playoffs. Yeah. At least he's got he's a shot. Playoffs. He's on a good team. Playoff I team. mean, you do have Emmanuel Moutier. He has got the strong one point right now. He could be on the fucking Wizards or some shit. <laughs> Nobody's talked about my guy Jingles, though. Jingles. Jingles, Jingles. What's Jingles got right now? Laddie, you got the box score Nin- pulled up? He's got 19. Hey, now. <laughs> He's got He's 19. Got, He's, fu- He's almost got that 20 piece, baby. Look, we got to get back to this fucking pick game, you sons of bitches. (laughs) All right, let's get back to it. Listen, let's get back on it here for a second. So a little after Carmelo and Klebo were getting into it, you see Whiteside and Klebo getting into it. And uh, Stan Van Gunny said, this game is getting physical and I like it. Next play, Luca got a tech. The refs were clearly trying to like calm the game down. It was getting real physical there. Both teams started subbing their players back in around eight minutes left in the game. And Stan Van Gundy, again, he's stressing out. He's yelling. He's saying, Portland needs to play more disciplined defense. And like this game was never a defensive game, really. There was 265 points scored. <laughs> yeah. That was just like, I I liked listening to Stan. I liked him on the call. I don't know if I don't hear that a lot or very often, but I enjoyed listening to him. He was really freaking out about the defense. At the six-minute mark in the fourth quarter, Dallas was up 112 to 110. At this point, Lillard hit another free throw, got him to 50 points in the game. 
Lillard became the first Blazer to have back-to-back 50-point games ever. I mean, the guy is just on one. Portland continues to struggle with defense, not getting any stops. Um, I always kind of like to look at the five-minute mark in games because that's when it really starts to heat up in the fourth quarter. This game was tied at 117 at five minutes. Stan, I really uh, want to talk about Stan Van Gundy for a little bit here. He's a guy that could be a coach. He was and a coach. <laughs> yeah, I know. He could get a job again, though, I think. He's not shy to make decisions. He's not, even when he's just calling the game, if he sees something questionable, he doesn't wait for the referees to call it. Like, he makes his call on what, what he thinks he saw on the court. He's not like one of those guys that waits and he's like, oh, I don't know. No, he just makes the call. He calls it how he sees it. He's not scared of being wrong or anything like that. He just goes for it. I like Stan Van Gundy in that respect. He's, he's just no nonsense. He's just kind of like, that was that, this is this, and that's the end of it. And then he's fucking right every time on the call, on the game. He was right every time. Do you guys ever watch? I mean, what do you guys think about Stan Van Gundy? Could he be a coach in the league? Yeah, I mean, I think he, yeah, absolutely. I don't see why he couldn't be. I don't know if he wants to be. Really? You think he's over it? I don't know. Yeah, He's got a family, money. Maybe it'd have to be the right situation for him. I wonder if he gets calls. Somebody get him on the line. I think to interview him. I think if Dwight Howard's not there to get him fired this time, he'll uh, he'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, Dwight's such a bitch. Anybody can tell you my <laughs> hatred for Dwight Howard is beyond measurable. Um, I'm sure he's a fine dude. Like no, he's, he's a not. normal dude. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's shit. not. <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Any human being that is that fucking tall that can't grab 35 fucking rebounds a game. And they get somebody fired. I hate. I I despise Dwight Howard. I despise every inch of Dwight Howard. Yeah. Cannot stand him. That Orlando thing think, ended poorly. Yeah, I think Stan Gundy's awesome. Actually, as a coach, I think yeah, he just got the raw the raw deal. And let's take the player over the coach. Yeah, that's a good job. Yeah, it's kind of lame. It's lame of Dwight to put him in that spot. Really. And then come up to him in the interview and put his arm around him like nothing fucking happened. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, let's see. Getting back to the game. I've got some notes here. <laughs> At three minutes left in the game, that's when Nurkic fouled out with his six points. Lillard goes down, hits a three, ties it at 124. He's hitting shots like Curry used to. The way this guy's shooting threes and they're just going in, it reminds me so much of what Curry was doing, like, what, two, three years ago. Yeah, and um, when that uh, Brooklyn game that they played before the play-in, Brooklyn was trapping Dame before half court. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Can the Lakers do that? Danny Green. Danny Green. And LeBron. Those are some Danny Green's going to be busy worrying about Melo. Let Melo do his thing. Let Melo beat you. Hmm. All right. Maybe LeBron will be on Melo. That'll be a fun matchup. Could be. The banana boat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, getting back to Dame, I mean, when he shoots the ball, especially from three, 
you get a feeling that it's just going in every time. Uh, having watched three straight Portland games, like covering three straight pick games with Portland, it's kind of grown on me that when he shoots the long ball, it's just going in. But that was an interesting stretch there at the three-minute mark because Lillard hits that three, and then Maxi Kleba immediately answered with a three on the other end. And then next play, Melo hits a three. And so it's all tied at 127 with two minutes to go. And then Porzingis hits a three. This is like, what, four threes in a row. It was quite entertaining. It's the kind of game you really want to watch, and it's, it's just up and down the court. Just Everybody's hitting shots. It's like three, answer, three, answer. The next play after Porzingis hit his three, Lillard hit that long three from like two feet away from the center logo. So it's like another three, right? There was the one that hit the back of the rim and went up like 12 feet and then dropped straight down the hole. You guys remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Finelli is watching this Denver game cheering because they're up nine points. There it is. Uh-oh. Denver's got the ball with 30 seconds left. All right. Sorry. I was this is really distracting the, from yeah. the pick game. Sorry. Our, our main topic of the week. I'll focus more <laughs> on this. Sorry. I was just I was watching the end of this game. That shot that shot Lillard hit that went bounced straight up in the air. Oh, that was sick. Ian Eagle, who was with Stan on the call, he said, It's ridiculous. It's Dame time. <laughs> it's Dame Dollar. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was a minute and 18 left in the game. It was tied at 130. I mean, but if realistically, if you look at it, though, Jeff. Yeah. I don't want to say you've seen this before from Dame. Uh-uh. I, not to this capacity. But, like, the the game that he's going up against now is you look at the competition he's had before this point. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's been shitty competition, but it's it's mm-hmm. – He's fixing to get into a different level when you get into the Lakers in the playoffs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Can he do 61 points against a Lakers team just like he did against a Dallas team? Being guarded by, you know, a Luka or a Tim Hardaway, you know what I mean? That's one thing. But mm-hmm. being guarded by the best of the best is, is, is something a little bit different. You know what I mean? Who's the best of the best? Guarding him is Rondo. Come is I mean Rondo might play, huh? Is he coming back? I don't know. Yeah, they're saying he's okay to play. He's got a quarantine, but yeah. I just don't. I I don't know how many more sixty. My point being is I don't know how many more sixty-one point games he's got in him before sure. that before that gas tank runs empty. Hmm. Yeah. And when you when when that gas tank runs empty, who's going to step up to suffice for the difference in points? I could see him deferring especially early in playoff series, like uh, first couple games perhaps, like giving C.J. more shots, like letting well, C.J. take more shots. Right, C.J. and Carmelo are who he's going to defer to. Yeah, Whereas, I could see that. And if Carmelo's off, it's going to be on C.J. to carry the load. And well, can he, can can C.J. carry that load? And if you're the Lakers, or if, you, if you're, uh, uh, what's his nuts? Uh, who's the coach out there at L.A.? Frank uh, Vogel. Frank Vogel. If you're Frank Vogel, just say, hey, stick C.J. McCollum. And if Damian Lillard's off, you know what I mean? I don't. I, Damian looks like he can just turn it on whenever he wants. That's true, too. He looks like he can and just Damian, take it over. He's not gonna. he's not going to defer. 
Yeah, I could see him taking it easy for the first couple games in a series, he knowing that it's a seven-game series and trying to get his teammates going. I could see that, where maybe he's only getting 30 points a game. You don't know. You seem pretty confident over there a minute ago. I've just got I've got mixed emotions about that game, man. Because you never know what Portland's gonna do. You have no idea what they're gonna do. They could come out and score 145 points, or they and, and but eventually Dame is going to get cold. Mm. He cannot keep scoring 61 points a game. He can't keep scoring 55 points a game. You know what I mean? It's 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 eventually that drop off is gonna come. Okay, that's my personal belief on it. Yeah. That's a take. So, I'm not saying he's going to come out and score four points next week. That ain't going to happen. But or this week, but he'll I'm go just, to the line four times in you know one quarter easily. Cash money in the bank, by the way, Jeff. Cash money. Uh, Vanelli won his four five dollar bet. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, with a minute eighteen left in our pick game. <laughs> Porzingis fouled out with 36 games on an offensive foul. Next thing I saw was Whiteside getting a dunk off of a Lillard driving pass, which is an underrated play by the Portland Blazers. Is when Lillard goes to the hole, the defenses just go all over him and leave everybody wide open. He can make that pass to whoever he sees. Uh, Lillard tied his career high. In points at 61 at that time. His third career, 60-point-plus game. Every 60-point game of his career have been all this season. So he's, he's peaking. Uh, Luca missed a free throw with 40 seconds left. Portland leads by one. Lillard missed a shot. This game is getting very interesting. There's four seconds left on the clock, and Finney Smith hit a three in the corner to put Dallas ahead but the the shot was waved off there was a foul before the shot on dallas trey burke kind of ran into dame you guys remember that and then dame goes flying i guess he ran into dame pretty good but there's no way he goes flying like that without a little bit of acting <laughs> like dame got that call made don't underestimate the power of damian lillard when you're talking about lakers this lakers that damian's got some clout with the refs and in the league. Trey Burke was noticeably pissed off about that call. And it didn't look like he felt like he ran into Damian hard enough for it to be a, a game win or lose decision foul. The foul gave Portland the ball with the lead and four seconds left in the game. Dallas fouled right away. CJ hits both of his free throws. Portland's up three with three seconds left in the game. Tim Hardaway Jr. has a last second shot. To tie. It's an off balance three in a corner. Hit the side of the backboard. He had a good look at it. It's just a really tough shot. He was kind of fading out of bounds towards the baseline. Bubble Blazers won. Lillard said after the game, both teams played great offensive games. Lillard had 22 points in the fourth. What were some of the things we wanted to see when we picked the game? We wanted to see Dame go crazy. We wanted to see. You know, I wanted to watch Luca play, mm -hmm. and then also I wanted to see Porzingis see what see how they looked mm -hmm. in the bubble because I hadn't had a chance to watch a Dallas game yet. Yeah, he, so those those three things were actually very satisfying. 
Right. I think we picked a really good one. It, it ended up being a really good game. Gary Trent Jr. kind of cooled off a little bit. He only had 11 points in 35 minutes. One of six from three. It's not exactly what you want, but hey, if that's worst case scenario and you can get a win with Nurkic only getting six and Gary Trent only getting 11, they only had 22 points off the bench total for Portland. Hey, if you can get a win like that, that'll work. You know, that's, I feel like that was almost like a worst case scenario. <laughs> and they came out with the win. Other Portland stuff. The story of the first half was Lillard had 25 in the first half. Lillard is leading the bubble in minutes per game at 41. Luca and CJ are right behind him, weirdly enough. Uh, Gary Trent, we, we had questioned whether or not Gary Trent Jr. could keep up his solid play. It looks like he kind of cooled off a little bit in that one. One thing I noticed about Lillard uh, that I thought was uh, interesting I don't know if you, you've ever seen a guy do this before, but he, he doesn't dribble the ball on free throws. He just spins it in his hand. Everybody's got their own and thing. And kind of shakes. Yeah, but most guys dribble. If you, if you see another guy not dribbling at the free throw line, let me know. I'm going to look at it now. You're going to look at that now. I, I, I just thought it was weird. I had never noticed it before. Some stuff with the Dallas team is uh, Dallas looks like they use a lot of their rotation players early in the game. They played 10 guys, whereas Portland is still only playing eight guys. Boban got some action. Love seeing him play. He is just ginormous compared to everybody else on the court. Trey Burke has been good for Dallas. Porzingis looks like he is all business out there. He is. He just seems so serious for 48 minutes. He doesn't crack. He didn't in that game. Finney Smith looks good for Dallas. So does my guy, Hardaway Jr. Been watching Hardaway Jr. since he was in high school. He used to walk the ball up the court and just jack threes over and over and over, just making them all. You could tell he was just so much better than everybody else in high school. Michael Kidd Gilchrist's shot is still ugly as shit. It's one thing I noticed. Now, maybe I'm going to kind of ask you guys about this. Poor Zingas, does he seem like he's maybe less willing to play out of control and, like, run on fast breaks than he used to. I think he's going to play more reserved. Yeah, he looks a lot less willing to fly at the rim than he used to. He had a few lob dunks. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think Carlisle probably has him shooting more and not rim running as much. And with with Luca, has he's uh, yeah, Porzingis ever played with a playmaker like Luca? Yeah, that's a good point. I saw one particular instance where he was running on the fast break, and he slowed it down and passed it back out. Back before he got hurt, he probably would have taken that to the rack, no fear. But he made the extra pass, and I saw it. It was uh, late in the fourth quarter. He turned and he, he turned that. Fast break, he could have forced it, but he made the extra pass and he turned it into an easy bucket for Dallas. It looks like he's not, he doesn't really feel like he has to try to do too much or force anything. He's got so many good players around him. And that's good. That'll extend his career if he doesn't have to fly at the rim all the time. Any thoughts? No? No. <laughs> all right. The pick game right this week feels like it was like a month ago with the. Oh, Playing right. game and playoff starting today. Hmm. 
Let's get into a little bit of Grizzlies stuff here. One of the early games in the week was the Boston Grizzlies game with all the Brad Stevens shit. Did you guys think that was fucked up at all? When he put his starters back in late in the game and they were up double digits in scoring. They were up like 16 points and he starts putting his starters back in the game. But didn't he get like some kind of contract extension? What did, did. like the day after? after? Yeah. So you think it was any kind of like contract extension uh, stipulations before that? Well, I was kind of thinking he was risking a lot. And what's the point of putting your starters back in with four minutes to go and you're up 14? I felt like he was risking injury a lot there. Yeah. In a game that Boston had nothing to gain from. They had Boston stuff to gain. What? A chance for the Grizzlies to win the lottery and have an unprotected pick next year. Uh, They wanted to get the Grizzlies out of the playoffs. Memphis's pick is top three protected this year, then unprotected next. Okay. So they their incentive was so they could get you beat you beat you beat the Grizzlies and then you get instead of getting the fifteenth pick you get the whatever pick you get the a better pick. If the Grizzlies would have made the playoffs, it would have been the fifteenth pick. Uh-huh. So that there's value there. And then now that the Grizzlies now that they're going to get the Grizzlies fourteenth pick most likely, there's still like a very small chance that the Grizzlies move up in the lottery because they've flattened the lottery odds. If the Grizzlies move up in the top four, Celtics have an unprotected pick next year. Brad Stevens uh, won that game to try to keep Memphis out for Danny Ainge so they could potentially get a higher draft pick. I think that could have played into it. Ainge was like, let's let's play the guys. Let's beat the Grizzlies and let's get that pick. Get a. Get a get a higher pick and then give them the two point four percent chance that we get an unprotected pick. Right. I mean, that, an unprotected pick like that benefits Brad Stevens because they could turn around if that's the number one pick, or better yet, if it's an unknown commodity, someone will trade for that. Mm-hmm. When oh. Bradley Beal or whoever wants out of wherever, yeah. like, all right, well we'll give you this Grizzlies pick because hmm. Jeff said that Jaron Jackson's hurt all the time, so he's hurt right now, mm-hmm. and. The Grizzlies are really sucking this year. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought it was a dick move, Brad Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Brad Stevens. I kind of wish that a Celtics player had gotten hurt in that deal. I hate to no. see people get hurt, but it was it just seems so reckless. You got the playoffs coming up and you're up 16 with 4 to go against a team in a different conference and and you're loading the floor up with your stars it's like dude what are you doing like that's like if a player got hurt how bad do you look doing that as a head coach if jason tatum gets hurt in that game like how how like dude <laughs> makes you look real bad but they didn't so all is well and the grizzlies are out of the playoffs oh well memphis you know I'm proud of Memphis for what they did this year. They overachieved. Everybody's saying that. They played hard in a bubble. They tried. They got a bright future. You know, just because they didn't make the playoffs doesn't make it a disappointing season. The Grizz-Nets game was really good. That was a must-win for Memphis to even get into the play-in games, to play back into getting into the playoffs. But should we talk about the Portland Grizzlies game a little bit? The uh, play-in game? Sure. You all right? I'm good. Okay. 
<laughs> Josh is good. Laddie, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. All right, just checking on you guys. The first playing game, it was Memphis-Portland. So it was on ABC, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, 1.30 p.m. Central. Yeah. I didn't have an antenna to watch the game on. I went to flip ABC on, and I realized my antenna had a big bend in it, so I had to go to the store, like, right away and try to get an antenna. Dude, there's, like, 50 different antennas on the shelf. Like who the Where'd fuck? you go, Best Buy? Yeah, I went to Best Buy. Like, who the fuck is buying all these antennas? Why don't you just get, like, YouTube TV and stream it? YouTube TV? I don't have YouTube TV. I was just... You can download... It was on ABC, dude. It's an antenna. You can download the thing, and it's got ABC on there. I have no idea what you're talking about. I just knew no, it was dude, on just an get antenna. the an, get get the antenna. You have YouTube TV. You what the fuck get is it, that? You can get seven day trial. And then oh my god, I'm gonna fucking give somebody my credit card number for a seven day trial to watch an god. ABC game. You cancel yes. it after you cancel it when you're done. Dude, that's the last. I've thing got I need. YouTube. I got YouTube TV. How would I even know to look on YouTube for a free trial for the ABC channel? You could have just called me and asked me. I'd have I could have called you and asked yeah. you. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't ask you, uh, hey, <laughs> what should I do about my antenna not working? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who the fuck is buying all these antennas? Why do they need 50 different kinds of antennas on the shelf? I spent the whole first quarter trying to figure out antennas at Best Buy. So I get it home. I get it home in time for the second quarter. Memphis is down 10. Valentunas looked good. He's getting the ball at this time when I'm watching the game. He's getting the ball in good spots. You know I love that. Dylan Brooks was fired up for the whole game. What did you guys take from that game? Josh, let's start with you. My takeaway from the Grizzlies-Portland game is that they have got to learn how to play some defense. Who's they? The Grizzlies. Okay. They have got to learn how to play some defense. Ja has got to get better off the shot. And get he has to get better as a defender. Obviously, Dylan has to learn how to pass the ball. We need Jaron out there. Obviously, I, it's hard to say what Jaron needs to work on in that situation, just because he wasn't out on the court. We need Tyus out there as, as, as you know as backup, but we got to be better defensively. That's just the bottom line when it comes down to it. I love Ja to death, man, but he's got to be able to hit. He's got to be able to hit shots. He's got to be able to defend. Those are the two things he needs to work on in the offseason. I understand his hand was fractured. I understand that he had some ailments going on. And I'm not blaming that, you know, that loss solely on his part. Dylan not being able to pass the fucking ball didn't help anything either. I felt he played well in that game. So did uh, Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson was out there diamond in addition. Diamond in addition. <laughs> he was. He looked good. He had some Kyle bad. Anderson's- yeah, he had some bad turnovers early, but you know you can overlook that for the good he did. Yeah, but if you're going to handle the ball, you're going to turn it over too. Yeah, especially not like a true point guard. It's not it's Tyus like, Jones. It's like uh, having turnovers in fantasy basketball. It's it's like. Oh, I can't draft Russell Westbrook. He turns the ball over so much. Well, he holds. He has the ball the whole fucking game. I mean, turnovers are just part of it. Sorry, that's my that's my fantasy basketball rant of the day. Yeah, no, you're good, Laddie. 
Yes. What'd you see uh, in that Memphis that was, game? I think, dude, I, let me tell you something. I, I think that uh, that was one of the best basketball games I've seen in a long ass time. I think both teams were hungry. Both teams wanted it. Mm-hmm. I think I disagree with Vanelli over there. I think John Morant's awesome. I think he's a rookie, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get those shots. It took Mike Conley a couple of years to fall into his zone. Oh yeah, you know, before he started before he started nailing shots down. And I think that I think John Morant is better than Mike Conley than they were at this stage. So I think it's nothing but an upside. I like Dylan Brooks. The first couple of games in the bubble, he was garbage, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we were all even talking about that. I think he showed out. He was ready to play. Mm-hmm. The game before that, he was ready to play. You know, like Valachunas too. Mm-hmm. I think the Grizzlies' future look. I think the Grizzlies' future looks great. Mm-hmm. I am worried about. I'm worried about Jaron Jackson's injury. As long as he can kind of be healthy, I think the kids might be all right. Yeah. Um, but 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 the grit and grind that they have and what they showed is like they didn't want to give up because there were so many lead changes, man. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, if we were down by like 15 points at one point, then next thing you know, we're up by two. I'm like, oh, hold on a second. This this isn't a grizzly team that's going to go away. I think they have too much fight in them. I think John Morant's a leader out there. And, yeah. And – He's not scared to look at big old Valachunas and be like, no, you need to be here. You need to do this. The one thing I do think that John Morant, I think he's going a little bit too fast. I know he's great. He's explosive, and that's going to work. But he needs to kind of calm down like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is super, super explosive, but he knows when to be explosive. You know, that's the one thing Jaw's going to have to work on a little bit. But other than that, I think he'll, he'll, he'll get it. He'll get it, you know, because some people don't even have that drive to where to be explosive. So he's got everything he needs, I think. Yeah, um, John might have been trying to force things in a lot of those games. Right. Well, there were so many times he would run in, man. I mean, it's common sense, dude. If you got three defenders down there and two of them are bigger than you, you, know, you might get stuffed. And that happened a lot that last game. Well, maybe like four times. It, but what he needs to do is he need to run out and kind of kick it back. But he'll get that. Grayson yeah. Allen didn't show out. Grayson Allen has been showing out. And if Grayson Allen can – shit, man. If he can go, I don't know, 42% from threes, I know it's a lot, but the way he was hitting them during the bubble, mm-hmm. I think I think that might be that shooter that the Grizzlies have been looking for forever. Yeah. You know? He's got to stay on the Coming court. He's going to not get techs. That technical he got well, in that game hurt him a lot. Well, he, right, he right. But out. also, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, but the good part about the dude is that he was out there when it counted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was part of that. He was part of that five man out there when, when it's, you know, to the wire every game. And two years and two years ago when he was in the Utah, he wouldn't be doing that. You know? So I, I think that the growth with him, I, I think, I think it was they over the Grizzlies over exceeded expectations. I think our coach is awesome to grab that talent into a short amount of time and watch these dudes battle. Mm-hmm. I just think I just think in the next two three years they're just going to be right there four you know five four five four three two one when it comes to the seating. It'll be interesting to see what the Grizzlies do with that roster, how they change things, if they change things at all, if they go young, I mean, if they bring vets. It'll be interesting. Well, everyone talks about Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow, man. I'm sorry, but even when he was Miami, I haven't seen anything that Justin Winslow was like. Man, I'm glad we got that guy. Now, granted, I could be completely wrong. You are, but <laughs> uh, 
no, no, no. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I, so I, I could be completely wrong about this guy, but man, if, if I, I don't think, I don't know if he was a, a stand, if he was a standout in Miami, why didn't they keep the guy? <laughs> yeah. That's an you know interesting what I'm point. So, That's an interesting point. Why didn't they want him? You know, why didn't they want him there? Why did they trade him? You know, I love, who did we give away? I gave, um, Crowder. Uh, I love Crowder, dude. Yeah. I think I, I I love just watching him play. He's that JYD, that junkyard dog, who's that veteran who can hit the shots. Who also he's a smart ball player. I really like him. I mean, so this if the Grizzlies think that this this <laughs> Justice yeah, Winslow is better than him, he better show out. Yeah, but the problem with just or uh, not Justice Winslow, but the problem with Jay Crowder was the fact that he was going to be a free agent after this year, and if you don't get something for him now, then you're going to be left. With your dick in your hand, you know what I mean. Well, well, that, well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So Miami must have been like, well, damn, dude, we got to get rid of this. We got to get rid of this guy and get this Jay Crowder dude, even knowing that Jay Crowder's rather right. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying though is, if you're the Grizzlies and you got Jay Crowder and you let and, and you don't do anything about him, you keep him until the end of the year, and he walks out the door and you don't get anything for him, then what do you do? I don't know. Sign somebody else. Put in a young guy. But, but, I don't know. That Jay Crowder shouldn't be like. I don't know. I think they would have been better with Jay Crowder, but I agree. What, I mean, at least the dude's kind of healthy. We also lost a lot of fucking money on that deal. We had to take on James Johnson, which we were able to flip, but we also had to take on Dion Waiters. It's not ideal. We had to wave him. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, I just think the upside with the Grizzlies are good. Uh, there's certain questions of the front office I do have, but other than that, I think I think I think they're right on what they need to be doing. Yeah, Winslow could be a good piece, I think. Uh, it's yet to be seen how he reacts with these young guys uh, that we already have. Well, it's just it's just it's just one of those things and and you know, I, and granted and I'm a fan, so I, I you know, I'm going to go ahead and say this, but it just sucks when you get a high-profile person or somebody who's supposed to be good and then all of a sudden, ah, they get hurt. They get hurt, they get hurt. And that seems that's kind of what the Grizzlies MO is. You know, they may get someone good, but then they get they're hurt. So you just kind of just don't know the full potential if everybody's healthy. Uh, the Grizzlies scored forty two points in the third quarter, fighting for their lives in that game. They really played hard. I was happy. I was proud. I was proud of those guys for fighting in that game. They were the underdog. Portland deserved to make the playoffs. They earned it. You know, Memphis. They'll have another shot at it next year. Let's just hope they're not the team that gets left out of the playoffs. Only so many can make it. You know, I was talking about it earlier. Like, who's not? Who in the West isn't a playoff team? Minnesota. Sacramento. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, Bo. <laughs> that big three in Minnesota, they could be good. I'm not buying it, but it could be good. D'Angelo. I mean – Who's the coach over? Who's the coach over in Phoenix? Monty Williams. Mo- Monty Williams. Yeah, they're not making the playoff. Uh, I wouldn't lay him off. He's got them playing I'll, I'll well put, now, and their team is I'll, intact I'll money for next on year. It. Yeah, money I put on money it. on it. They don't make the playoff. I put money on it. They don't make the playoff. I'm telling you, I just it goes back to my whole thing. You're gonna guy grab a name. You're not gonna grab his record. So that's cool. <laughs> he definitely had them playing for the. Bubble games. Yeah, he did. But on the flip side, though, you do know that uh, Devin Booker's dating a Kardashian, right? So, I mean, he's already fucked. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my other job coming out of me. He's, uh, I don't buy into that shit, but maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Yeah, well, go, I, don't, go, I wouldn't go, know. Yeah, I, I don't follow that that side of it. Like, I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is this, is when Ben Simmons was dating that Kylie Jenner, or excuse me, that Kendall Jenner girl, they did not make the, they went downhill. Their team went downhill. Now mm. Devin Booker's dating her. Mm. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Is it too much distraction? No, man. I mean, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you want to be a TV star? You want to be a ball player? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't either. All right. Before we go, do we want to talk at all about these playoff series that are coming up this week? Do we want to talk? I think about? we should. I think we should. The playoffs are here. He's good. We got to figure out who's going to win. Each one of us says who's going to win what, what series. I mean, we have to. Let's start with, I want to kind of think about like, who do we want to win? And who do we think will win? What's your favorite first round matchup? I think the what Boston Philly that series is interesting. Brett Brown is he on the hot seat? Brad Stevens just got a contract extension. The Celtics play really really big. The I mean excuse me the Seventy Sixers play really really big, and the Celtics have a cheap center in Daniel Tyus. Al Horford used to play for the. The Celtics. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that it's an interesting matchup, an interesting series of both teams want to win the championship. I like that. Uh, so I think that's a good one. Dallas Clippers. That's going to be a good one. That'll be a good one. No question. I mean, even the even the Utah uh, Denver game in that series. I mean, it already went to overtime. That's probably one yeah. of my favorites right there. Is Utah Denver? Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. I, it, it's so weird. I was talking trash about that Michael Porter Jr. dude. Next thing you know, he's kind of lighting it up and doing pretty well. I, I want to see what he can do for Denver. Yeah. And anytime, I mean, I know we're rooting for Mike Conley. We'll root for uh, what's your boy went to University of Memphis, Vanelli? Will Barton. Yeah, I want to root, root for him too. So, you know. Yeah. I think I like all the West matchups. <laughs> I think they'll all be good. West Watch TV. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Who do we want to win? Who do you want to see, like, uh, specifically in the first round? Who do you want to see win? I want to see Houston win. Okay. I want to see OKC win. Oh, here we go. Now we're talking. Uh, I I like that matchup. Beat beat Houston. Though I do like Daryl Morey a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Um, good dude. I do want to see Houston win a championship, but it would be quite the storyline if Chris Paul beat the Rockets. Yeah. But Russell Westbrook's not going to let, let that happen. <laughs> he's not playing. Uh, well, he's not going to be – he's not playing. Not he's not game. playing today, yeah. Not game he's game. not playing this series. You think oh, so? Oh, he's not the whole series? They haven't announced it, but he's got – was they it a quad injury? Man, there's no they, way he's playing. Well, they said he's out in game one, right? They said he's out in game one. If, if, if Russell Westbrook doesn't come back, they're, the Houston's probably going to lose that game, that series maybe. Yeah, there's no reason to watch I mean, it if Westbrook's not going to play because – who wants to watch Harden play anyway? I mean, he's just gonna be shooting free throws the whole time. He's gonna be shoot. <laughs> he's gonna shoot seventy of them, but still, they're free throws. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sometimes it's frustrating to watch him foul hunt. Yeah. Uh, who uh, Who else do we want to see win? Vanelli, you got anything? I don't know who I want. I I don't know that there's a team that I really want to see win. That's the problem. No, no, I, I, I would. Western Conference Finals, if it was... East or West. 
Just any any team that you're like want to see do well. I put it to if the Bucks won it all, I'd be fine with it. All right, I'd be I'd be alright with it. That, um, yeah, that would be cool for that city. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'd like to see the Pacers do well. Sure. I don't know. I, I just want to see a lot of high tension, last second shots. You know what I mean? Like good I, games. Yeah, good games. I don't. I don't Watch know that, the West. Then. I don't. I, I don't know that they're like. I don't know that there's one team that I'm set out to be like they've got to win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I. I would like this. I like. I. I do like watching the Trailblazers win. Like yeah. I do like watching them play it's basketball. It's a good story, right? Yeah, no, it's a great story. Yeah. But the problem with it is they're going up against a team that's fucking unbeatable got right a 35 now. 35-year-old LeBron James. Right, and, and then the year that Kobe died. Like, the NBA is not going oh, to let that happen. stop with that. That's no, it's, nonsense. No, but, but that's that's not nonsense, dude. That's not nonsense. I agree. Come you on. Know, you know, see this, Bo, this is where I'm going to get on my conspiracy Kobe theories. Kobe has dude, nothing to do with the bullshit, game that's Jeff. being played. Come it, on. LeBron, AD, and Danny Green <laughs> get more calls off of arguing on, on, on just – Shots in general than anybody else. John Barant got hit in the back of the head the other day on a three point shot, and nobody blinked an eye. It wasn't a Lakers game. I know, but my point being is, <laughs> had that been LeBron, it would have been a whole different other situation, and he got three foul calls or three, yeah, well, three foul shots. Pay your dues, rookie. Well, but that's not the when they wrote the rules of basketball. <laughs> it wasn't fucking intended of like LeBron James Harden, yeah. Chris Paul. You know what I mean? There is like a weird hierarchy. Right. Right, so that that's my thing is that the you know, mm-hmm. I you know I don't know that there's one team that I could look at and say yeah this is who I want to win, yeah. But you know, so you got nothing. I, I who do you think will win? How about that? Like in the first round series, like what teams are you a lock on that you think will absolutely win their all series? All right, so I'll I'll run through them. So today we've got, um, I do I think. That I think the Nuggets will win that series. I think that the Raptors will win that series. I think that the Celtics will win their series. Ooh. I th- yeah. I think that the Clippers will win theirs. All right. Those are the easy ones. All right. So <laughs> we're going to get into the tougher ones here. All right. Obviously, the Bucks. I think the Heat will actually end up winning that series. Man, Thunder Rockets is such a toss-up. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it's such a toss-up. That makes up. that a good one to watch, then, huh? God Almighty, that's I mean, going to be a damn good one. That's just going to be a b- barrage of three-point shooting and just scoring. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, Stephen Adams, honest to God, Stephen Adams is probably going to have fucking forty rebounds a game because <laughs> there's nobody down there to like to, to to battle against him. If I've got to take a winner in that one, I'm going to take. Laddie, I hate to do it to you, man, but I got to take the thunder on this one. Interesting. Yeah, man, do your thing. Yeah, do your thing. Obviously, I and I, I think the Lakers, like, they, I mean, they're going to win that series. There's no doubt. So <laughs> there's doubt. No, I just there don't. is doubt. There, I have doubt. You just you cannot tell me. That I did. There's no way, Jeff. There's <laughs> no way we will argue until the cows come home. That's fine, way. but. There I is just, a way. I just do not. So you're telling me right now that you think that the Trailblazers can. Beat I think the they're Lakers. coming in hot as fuck. Okay. Looking for the challenge. If we can go down to Tunic after this, and I'm telling you right now, you put a bet on that tun or that uh, play, that Blazers uh, Lakers series. Yeah. Probably make some good money off that. Yeah. 
Let's go. You're it's driving. not a bad idea. You're, you're driving. <laughs> yeah, I'm riding for sure. If y'all go to Tinnock, I'm riding. <laughs> you won't even come over here and do the podcast. You're sitting in your living room. You ain't going right. to Tunica. <laughs> Hell, man. Well, not with y'all. Shit. But I'll go. <sighs> Laddie. Windows down. Laddie, did you go do a bank deposit today? Oh, shit. A, a what? A bank deposit. He's checking on your on your in-game your, bank deposit. Your, you were in the middle of a podcast four a few weeks, weeks ago. ago, and you did a bank deposit in the middle of the show. All right, let's not. Hell yeah, because it lasted four hours long. <laughs> what are you talking about? This lasts another thirty minutes. I'm finna go. To, I'm finna go grab something to eat. Y'all coming with me? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, about, I'm about to start. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. Kitchen. We gotta pretty much. Yeah, Bo's gonna start cleaning the goddamn dishes pretty soon here. <laughs> Look. Bo, do you have any, like, does anybody have, like, who do we want to win? Did, who did we already do? I don't remember. The championship well, do, or just the first round? Just first round Do stuff. first round. Let's do first round stuff. Um, well, I want Raptors to advance. Uh, and on the Celtics, 76ers, I actually don't care who wins that series. Uh, it'll just be a fun series to watch. Celtics, Sixers, huh. yeah. And I want the Bucks to sweep the Magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want the Bucks to to roll. Pacers heat, I don't really care. Yeah. It'd be cool to see the Mavericks upset the Clippers. Okay. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. That's an interesting series to me. Mavs, Clips. They're all, yeah. I mean, all of these series in the West. Are, they're good. They're all good. There's nothing you can say bad about a single fucking one. Well, the Bucks and the Magic, that's going to be a bloodbath. No, I, I mean, the, in, I was talking about the West, but... The West, yeah, yeah. I yeah will no, say, the East is a little less entertaining. Uh, the the Sixers, Celtics is the only one that I'm really interested in watching. I yeah, will, Indiana, uh, Miami. If it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not seeking that one out. I will say this about the Bucks uh, Magic. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'll probably mm. be wrong on this, but I do think that the Magic may win one game. <laughs> one. All right. Just because they have Walt Disney on their side, a little bit of that Disney magic. I mean, <laughs> is Bambi going to come in and take a shit on the court and Giannis is going to slip? I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I think that, you know, they may get, they may sneak one in. They may, they may. I won't care. I, I probably won't even notice. All right, Laddie. All right. Here's what's crazy. I kind of, I, I kind of want to see Toronto in the championship. I like to see Toronto in, in the Clippers just because I, I, I'm not the hugest fan of Kawhi Leonard. I think he's a good ball player, but I think Toronto's good. And right. I don't think he made that. I don't think he made that team. But uh, anyway, I think Toronto's going to come out of that. I want to see Utah, even though they're down. I want to see Utah come out of that. Uh, uh, I'd out like of Utah their look. series? Or, uh, yeah, out of their series. Out of their series. Versus first round. Denver, yeah. Let's just keep it to first, first round, round this yeah. week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Toronto right. over Brooklyn, Utah over Denver. I like that coach in Utah. He's really good. He, he's a motivator. Um, Quinn Snyder? Right. Yeah, I love awesome. that dude. I'm a fan yeah, as well. He, he, American he looks like he's yes yes he looks like patrick bateman for sure uh looks like uh, william see, defoe the green goblin he does look he like does. Goblin, yes. he looks he looks like a villain you know like a villain in like a, in like a fucking marvel movie i guess he is him i want to see boston over philly i i, I don't trust the process I, I think boston's just awesome i like what they're doing there I think the best matchup in the entire thing is Dallas Clippers. I think that's going to be the best series. They got a lot going. Both teams have a lot going on for them. And with Pasinga's back, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they're scoring. They score a hundred over 120 points a game. I like Doc Rivers. I'm a fan of him. So I got Clippers over that. Uh, Milwaukee. That's going to be a cakewalk through them. I really don't care about the Indiana Miami because whoever it is is going to get smoked <laughs> in the next round. So I, I'm yeah. going to go with my. I'm going to go with Indiana on that. I think I'm going to run with the Houston boys just because if. Russell Westbrook is not healthy this first series. I mean, Houston's going to have a, a shitload of trouble, right? Steven Adams is going to come out and play his balls off, which is going to be fantastic to watch. But I still think Houston can win that. And then, of course, I mean, I got L.A. over Portland. I kind of agree with uh, Vanelli over there. Look, man, these bigger – it's common sense when it comes to the media. These bigger markets bring in more money and more revenue. When you have a coronavirus in a situation like this today, they still want to see a New York, L.A., Miami, Houston, mm. Chicago. They want they want to see that. It's a fact. Um, the fact that Kobe died, you're not going to like this, but I think they're going to want to see L.A. Uh, I think they want to see L.A. from the get-go. And, uh, and imagine L.A. right now if the coronavirus didn't happen. That place would be off the chain. They would be selling front-row tickets for thousands and thousands of dollars. And L.A. would be the biggest city in America right now. So I think that they're going to push them all the way through. Portland's <laughs> maybe got one or two games. Portland's, Portland's got one or two games in them. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. All right. Yeah, Miami, if Miami beats Indiana and they would end up playing the Bucks, who we assume will beat Orlando, Miami versus the Bucks, pretty good matchup. Bucks probably win but that's that, the- but... That's the four five matchup, isn't it? Indiana Miami. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, um, I, I got it right here. I got it right here. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. It it seems like those two teams have been four five for the past like decade, yeah. and they just switch spots every year. You know, so I mean that's actually a toss up. But whoever, Jimmy Butler, yeah, you hate him. I think he wins games. It'll be interesting. I don't like Jimmy. Yeah, I don't like Jimmy Butler. I want to see Miami. But dude, their records are. I mean. 45 and 28 is Indiana. 44 and 29 is Miami. So mm-hmm. should be a good one. It's going to be fun to watch. Fun to watch these games now that playoffs have started. There's a few that are a little less interesting than others. But, uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. Uh, before we go, do you guys think that the NBA needs to continue playing games in the future? Do you think they will? These playing mm-hmm. games like what Memphis and Portland did? If they shorten the season, I bet they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's fun. I you know, and maybe you could have like a threshold of like a if you're within a game and a half or two games or something that you have a playing game like you had. Yeah. But you know, I, I also that could be a little unfair. Like what if one of your what if you're actually the better team and your guys Mm-hmm. just needs like a week off he's banged up with a sprained ankle or something and he can't go for the pl- play in and then you lose your your playoff spot yeah. you know I, I don't i don't know what you know that's a guaranteed extra money i don't know if, what the owner, owners will say about that that's interesting yeah and it's it and it's a weird thing because they don't know what to do with the stats it's not a regular season game it's not a play in a playoff game so it's a very strange thing like i can't even find the fucking stats online to the Portland Memphis game anywhere. It's like they don't even count. So that's another weird thing. I don't think they'll continue it. I I would be shocked to see it again. I think that's what the regular season's for. You're taking away from the regular season games when you do. 
something like yeah. that. Just, the regular uh, season is a plan. That it, the whole thing is to play in. So what's the point of having this tournament before the tournament? Like the playoffs are the tournament. Why I have two tournaments? What is this? The fucking NIT? <laughs> I, I like it. I thought it was it awesome. Was, yeah, it, it, Laddie, I'm not da- I'm not downplaying the entertainment value. But I, yeah. it does take away from like the whole point of the fucking regular season. I just, I don't think the NBA needs I just, it. I, I don't, I don't think that they're gonna keep on doing it. And I think that it, it I think that it's, it, it, this year is a special case and scenario where they saw an opportunity to hype up three teams between Portland, New Orleans, and Memphis, and Phoenix, really. But well, yeah. And but yeah, initially it was New right. Orleans, right. Portland and, and they look at a rating standpoint. They look at revenue standpoint. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you're sitting at home, drinking beer, having a good time, whatever, it gives you a reason to watch the games. Mm-hmm. And but it gives you a reason to care about Phoenix, Memphis, New Orleans, and uh, if Portland if outside if of living in those cities. If I'm the NBA, I'm trying to boost viewership on the regular season, not just one game or well, two games in the year. I don't know. I I, I just I, I don't see them. I don't see it continuing. It. I don't no, know. I don't I think it's gonna. I think eventually it's all gonna go back to the way that it used to be, uh, as far as the the structure of the one through eight on sure. both sides, and and keep rolling. Now, as far as the fans go, that's a whole different other. Yeah, they'll get some. They'll probably get some fans in there at some point. Right now, Toronto is up. Is that forty seven? No, 27. 68 to 41. 27 points on Brooklyn. Yeah. There you go. Uh, okay, this play-in game, I completely disagree with every, every y'all just said. What do you think? I think they're going to I think they're going to add more of them. I think they should add more of them, and it's the exact same thing that Major League Major League Baseball did when they add, added the fourth the other wild card game. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When they did that, do you know how many people watched that game? Maybe because it was the Yankees that were in both of them so far for the past two years, but it was the Yankees. That, it was it was the Yankees and the Astros. One game gets into the playoffs. Here's the other thing: usually in Major League Baseball, the wild card team damn near makes it to the uh, NLDS or the ALDS. All right, so let me it's ask you almost, this. Let me let me ask you this: well, well, what hap- right. what what happens when there's a big market team coming into that playoff <clears> game? I mean, they're gonna play. They're gonna play, but here, they're gonna have more viewership. If you have New York or LA in it, you're gonna have the whole city. You're gonna have millions of New Yorkers and that whole East Coast up there watching it. I mean, if the LA Dodgers are the play-in game, dude, how many people in LA are gonna be watching that damn thing? Everybody. Now, granted, now granted, you play 162 games in baseball, and they decided to do this. Y'all arguing over 80, 82 games in basketball? Come on now. So if baseball figured out how to do it to where they can make more revenue, more money, and more everything, basketball's a no-brainer. That was fantastic basketball. I sit there, and I don't give a shit who wins the championship because I saw both these teams play so hard. You know what? I don't like the wild card in baseball either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because your team doesn't make it. That's why. I think the regular season should speak for itself. Maybe that's me being a traditionalist. I don't know what it is, but like I, I like it. I mean, do you really want to see 162 games in baseball? No, no one really does. But well, I, I mean, I don't want to see 50 games of baseball. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I, I agree. But like I said, 
they figured out a way to do it and they made it entertaining for everybody. And like I said, if baseball can do it, football, basketball should be able to do it. And, and I mean, hell, they're already talking about football right now, adding more teams to the playoffs. They're literally talking about that right now. So what's the difference of having a play in game to get into the playoffs, dude? Best of the best. Go for it. And what if it, what if these big market teams have a shitty year? What if they really, really do? And next thing you know, it's an L.A. or the, what if the Knicks have a play in game to get in the playoffs and they haven't been in forever? Dude, that place in New York is going to go crazy. Everyone's going to watch that to see if they finally make it. Yeah, well, what I would say to that is try harder early in the year. Make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't I don't like the fucking wild card. I don't like to play in games. I think it takes away from, like, you might as well just play, like, 10 games in the season and then have your little wild card play in. So you would rather you would rather the Grizzlies just not make it to the playoffs at all rather than play one one or two games to try to get in? Well, they would have made it. They would have been in, but... But that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I would mean, rather have the opportunity. You, you, you'd no. rather them stay at ninth, ninth place than give an opportunity to, to get into the playoffs. So no, because the way I look at it is you start looking at that schedule down the stretch. And, and also when you play, let's say when Memphis plays theoretically Portland four times a year, like you know you need to win those games because they're a good team and you're going to be battling right. with them for a playoff spot at the end of the year. It devalues those games earlier in the season against playoff potential teams. Right. Because but you, you answer my question, though. But you answer my question, though. You still said you would love to see the Grizzlies play that one game to get into the playoffs. No, I don't. So there I you don't, go. I don't. I don't. You don't want to. You don't. I don't. I don't okay, like the okay. play-in game. I thought it was great this year. I thought it worked fine. But, no, I want to just have – because when you come down the stretch in the regular season, you have must-win games. Those are the basically right. playoff play-in games. Like when you're looking at Phoenix or whoever the fuck it is, they've got must-win games on their schedule or they're going to get knocked out of the playoffs. Those, right. to me, are the play-in games. And I pay attention to those games just the same as I would to a wild card or a play-in game. Like, oh, shit, oh, no, this man, is I a big game. Like, oh, shit, this is a big game. If the Kings don't win this game and Portland wins their game, like, oh, they could get knocked out. This is a must win for them. Like, that is a play-in game, and it's in a regular season. And, like, it, and you look back and you say, oh, well, the Kings lost to Portland twice this year or three times this year. Like, oh, those games, they needed those games. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely, but like I said, you know, I, I, I'd like to see it. Yeah, that's it's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that feel the way you feel. I think a whole lot of them. I think people really enjoyed the playing games this year, dude. It, it was awesome. I don't know yeah. if we need to keep doing it though. I think this was like a one-time weird thing. Yeah, Bloody, I don't know. I, I yeah, we've gone really long today. I think we need to call it. Josh, what do you think? Laddie, I've got one question. Bo's already ducked out. Bo's gone. Laddie, <laughs> I have one yeah. question for you. If you had to take every NBA game that you watched this year with your eyeballs the entire time, how many games do you think you've watched? Uh, that's, I, I couldn't even I, answer I, that. I, 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 I don't know, man. I mean, there was five months of no basketball, so, I mean, I'd say – a hundred games. 
Okay. All right. Just curious. Just curious. All right. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, only, only, only for the Grizzlies. I watched a hundred Grizzly games this year. A hundred Grizzlies games. <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> interesting. I'm so. Uh, I'm, so I'm so. I'm so. How glitter. many games did you watch, Vanelli? <laughs> yeah. I, how many did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff will tell you. I've got the NBA League Pass. Yeah. Look, it's not even about that. You know. Do you like watching the NBA, Josh? Oh, I do. So I do we. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. So do we. We got to get you back over here, Laddie. We got to get you back over here to do a show. Man. Yeah, we got to get you back over here, Laddie. Yeah. Brian needs to get on. Evan needs to get on. Pat needs to get on. Big Pat definitely needs to get on. We need to get all the well, guys you, in here at I'm, once. Yeah. Let's uh, let's call it for today. Yeah, for sure. I want to thank everybody for listening. Anybody for listening <laughs> to this. Thank you. <laughs> hey, first of all, Bo had a dip. Bo is gone. Thank you, Bo, for coming on. Laddie, thank you very much. Vanelli, thanks for coming over. Thank you for having me, Jeff. Thanks for being a part of this. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Well, I had fun. It's a good time. Thank you, everybody, for listening, though, really. Give us a call. Hit us up on social media. But until next week.
ball and chain Oh